Hey everybody, you're listening to the High Sessions Hawaii podcast where we talk about everything local and beyond. I'm John Yamasato, your host, and joining me today is Mr. Kyle Shimabukuro. How's it? Devin Dakoba. How's it? Before we begin, let me remind all of our listeners of the ways they can stay in touch with the show. There is Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all at High Sessions. Then you can go to SoundCloud, YouTube, and Apple Podcasts and listen to the podcast. Devin, when they're there, what should they do? They should definitely give us a rating. Uh, well, okay. If you can give us five stars, then give us a rating. If you're not going to give us five stars, it's okay. Don't no worry need. about it. Yeah, Just it's all good. pass on by. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, you can email us at highsessions at yahoo.com. Of course, if you'd like to help the show get more music on the channel, please go to patreon.com, P-A-T-R-E-O-N, and donate. There you'll be more involved with the show and help determine who and what is filmed. Tomorrow, we're going to be shooting out at the Four Seasons, so as you mm. hear this, so possibly today, or you may have missed it, this could come out on Thursday, who knows. But um, we have Little Jordy coming oh, cool. in, he's a new reggae artist, yeah. and we do have some people visiting from um, uh, out of town, that they're going to come oh. down and sit down and be part of the of the shoot. Oh, nice. Okay. So, cool. so our patrons get to come down to the shoots as well. So that's kind of nice. Pays off to be a patron. By the way, I got this message from one of our patrons. I'm going to try to look for it. But it had to do with you, Devin. <laughs> oh, man. Great. Shoot, I think I, I think I might have deleted what? it out of my email. Why is Devin talking so much? But no, no. It said, it said um, oh, I was visiting on in early March, and I happened to go to Helena's. And in walks Devin Dacoba. And he's like, I guess that guy really does eat there all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I do, actually. <laughs> you yeah. eat there like once a week, yeah? I try to, yeah. yeah. They're great, man. They're great. As are our sponsors. Yes. Kupu Kupu Landscaping, mm-hmm. Landscape Architects. You can call Kevin Yokomura, 808-722-8685 for any free estimates. Any type of landscaping that you may need. Or you can go to kupukupulandscaping.com. And also, and of course, Fort Ruger Market. I yeah. have the I plate. Did you know that there's a K plate? What? That's the most expensive plate on Not. the menu. Yeah. Really? So next week, I'm gonna be. Maybe we should K. all get the K plate. Is that the last one? It's yeah. The last okay. One, yeah. We'll go make. We'll go. I'll get the. It K looks plate. like an A with a with poke. Oh, yeah, it's, it's basically K-plate. an A with poke. So okay, what we'll I've been K-plate. doing is every every week because we we eat at Fort Ruger every week. This is Jason, by the way. Yeah, he's I'll talking to Jason. Jason. Minute, but um. <laughs> I've been getting a different So much plate. for the big introduction. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. By the way. But, no, no, no. I'll introduce him formally in, in a second. But yeah, so Fort Ruger Market. Uh, this one had lomi salmon, kalua pig, and chicken long rice, which I think is one of my favorite combinations because I do like... One of my favorite things there is the chicken long rice mm. at Fort Ruger Market. But don't you eat the chicken long rice with regular rice too, though? You don't miss the yeah. regular rice? No, there's rice in there too. There was? There, there was rice. Okay, yeah. okay. Yeah, so, so it, was, it was good. We got the lechon. Yeah. yeah, everybody, yeah, that, that's the... John wrote us an email saying, hey, if you guys want to try all the different letters, we're like, is there one letter that's just Lichon? Because <laughs> I want to do that letter over and over again. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, okay, so so that's, that's what we did. You can find Devin on Kumu 94.7. Uh, you can go to highlifeclothing.com for Kyle. And I promised that I would start doing this. So I am a realtor with Locations. You can find yeah. me at locationshawaii.com just slash John Or on Masato. stage playing with a bunch of different people. Yeah, or music or whatever. But yeah. uh, day job is, is at Locations. Nice. Okay. So at, at this time, we'd like to introduce our guest, Mr. Jason Hagiwara. Aloha. Woo, Jason. Hey. Thanks for He's having me. He's the president and general manager of KITV4 and um, a good friend. We've been friends for a long time. So Indeed. 
Um, we are very excited to have you here, and especially after the events of this week with TV, <laughs> to have a TV guy on the podcast. How fitting is that? Perfect right? timing. It's like we knew it would happen like or something. Planned it that way. Yeah. Well, the the, the uh, Oscars was on ABC on KIT. Exactly. Yeah. Week, oh, that's but, yeah. uh, I won't speak to the comedians that were involved with the uh, <laughs> event that happened this past weekend. So, well. Before we get into any of that, hmm. let, let's let's walk back and find out how you even got into TV. Because I think a lot of people like think of TV as a fun job or something that you know that would be an interesting career. So how do you make it from your Pearl City grad? From what I understand, Pearl City High School graduate, Charger uh-huh. Pride, Charger Pride. <laughs> how do you make it from Pearl City High School to becoming uh, top dog over at uh, KITV4? Oh wow! Okay, that's a I um I went to college and couldn't fight quite find the major that I was really interested in. But I, what I did really enjoy was the component of advertising, where you get to mm. educate people okay. about different products and services and whatnot, and um, make a difference in a business and help you know local business grow. Right. Mm-hmm. So um, sort of moving forward in the progression of the career after you become a salesperson and a general general sales manager you move into the general manager side which includes the programming and, and whatnot i'm not interesting whatsoever i'm thinking myself what people are looking at i'm going this is not interesting <laughs> no, no, no. to anybody but okay no, no, but well it's also because i think the three of us know you from different lives right because oh, really? yeah because kyle knows him from high school time i know him from ocean club too yeah no, yeah well, we, <laughs> and we we both know him from ocean club time that was really wow. interesting but i don't know if we can get into that because then i don't know about the gm portion of what he's doing but um but you know me and you i think jc's too oh as well uh yeah and then the cbs stuff and then um and then john obviously uh, knowing you for so we've we all go way back with you, yeah. just not necessarily in that vein. And I have to be honest, uh, when I heard that you were the GM and president of KITV, I went, Sorry, no joke. I was like, Holy shit, our friend Jason is the GM, and you know, <laughs> CEO I, it, of KITV. Well, you weren't the only one that was surprised because <laughs> um. I knew well, because uh, and I remember your background in sales, you know, and right. with sales, it's always sort of um, you, know, you have to have that personable style, right? In order to get people, you, you got to get in the door. Yeah. You, know, you can't be an asshole and be in sales. Well, I mean, I guess you can, but it makes it more difficult to well, be in sales. I like to think way. at the core, I'm not an asshole. So no, you're not. <laughs> you're not. That. But you're, you know. But I think there's authenticity you bring to no matter what you do in yeah. your job, whether yeah. you're helping somebody in you know, a school project or if you're, you're working on a new show to launch high sessions from a YouTube channel to television, which I did back in the day as well. Yeah, that's right. You bring authenticity to what you do kind of every day, um, try to create situations where everybody wins. Um, and then you create relationships that, that last for decades, right? Yeah. So, I know. Plus, you're the, you're the guy that brought back Kiku TV. <laughs> yeah, so we're going to definitely. I know we're going to get into that. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah. I have here Kiku TV <laughs> on, my, on my list. So, so, so when you go to college, I mean, do you think of television advert? I mean, that's that's not a major television <laughs> advertising. No, it's not actually because you didn't have a program that needed. I created my own major. I wrote a you know proposal really? for it, and I took classes from you know of course the College of by the Business way, oh, by Marketing. Huh? I, this is my fault. Oh. I didn't tell you. The only rule we have: don't hit the table. 
when okay. you're talking. Because then it, it picks up in the bikes. I see. Okay. So don't pound the table. <laughs> don't pound the table. Okay. Slap people is okay. Just slap <laughs> yeah. people. Slap. Especially this guy. It's <laughs> a far that's a far reach though. Yeah, that is a far yeah. reach. That's why he sits over there. I see. I can slap him for you though if you want. <laughs> this is going to be like the Three Stooges kind of situation. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Kind of. From the slapping stuff. Oh, yeah, anyway. exactly. So you rode around, but now they have communications majors. And something yeah. Like that, so. uh, did, you, did somebody advise you to do that, take certain classes to get to where you wanted to go, or did you just make it up on your own? I, um, I guess I just made it up on my own. Nobody really... My parents are both, you know, they're retired, and my mom worked for the University of Hawaii, and as a secretary, my dad worked a uh, retired line guy for a Hawaiian telephone. So you didn't really have, you know, the, the experience or the background to kind of give me advice as to what to do. So I just sort mm. of waded through it sort of myself. Um, but, um, of course, a lot of mentors along the way that helped me and guide me once I started in the career of television. Mm. So, well, what's the hardest thing about TV sales? I know real estate sales is, uh, you know, just consistently trying to find clientele to work yeah. with. And I, I'm assuming that's kind of TV, right? Is it, I think it, the number one thing people think about when they think about doing television advertising is that it's so expensive. You always hear about, oh, the commercials during uh, Super Bowl was a billion dollars, you know, and they, people, I can't afford that. Where on a local basis, it doesn't cost that much to yeah. advertise on yeah, television. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, obviously, there's a lot of digital ways to hit your customers and increase your business and, you know, very targeted in a way. But it is a little more expensive than broadcasts where you're reaching a mass audience at one point. So I would say that the combination of both the digital strategy and a advertising on broadcast television actually is, a, is the best of both worlds to help you, you know, further your business and, and drive that point home to the your target audience. So. Mm. Yeah, as as someone who we we have a local show, the High mm -hmm. Sessions show Correct. here, um, and yeah, the, the, it's it's simpler than I thought it would be. Mm -hmm. You know, the advertising, and you know, obviously you have to follow rules with your advertising, but you can advertise directly with one show, or you, of course, you guys have packages. I'm assuming that you can advertise over multiple shows, but yeah, it's not a, it's not as complicated as I, people think. No. They think it, they got to spend tens of thousands of dollars and all that kind of stuff. And working with the right station and working with the right person who has your best interest at heart, they're going to put something together for you that actually makes the most sense and is strategic, yeah. right? Not only, but it's not only just what, um, where you advertise in terms of what show. Of course, High Sessions is a good show to advertise in. Um, but your message, how are you putting yourself across okay when you say i'm a local company well everybody's a local company what makes you different mm. so the message is probably just as important and be strategic with what you say that differentiate differentiates you from your competitor right so it's not just where you advertise it has to be a strategic message and mm. that's one of the, uh, the focuses that our station really helps our clients on what 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 do you think is a good um like if you think back on some of the campaigns that you've run, local campaigns, did any stick out to you? Like, oh, that was a that really helped. You know that business, or I know like um, Dave's Custom Roofing. It it's funny because it, have you ever seen the commercial for Dave's Custom Roofing? Yeah. So Dave's Custom Roofing, Dave is in the commercial, and he's just like very nice, happy guy. Yeah. And then so <laughs> when he and he actually shows up when you call him like for jobs and stuff, it's like. Oh, it's Dave. You know, you can recognize, <laughs> yeah. recognize it from the commercials. It works really well. well right? 
how many jobs do you think Poncho Solar got from that commercial? Mm. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Back in the day, you know. Yeah. So anything stick out for you? Hmm. There are a lot of people in terms of you know that made it special and, and, and funny at some point, but um, one thing that. I, probably, I can't talk about it. it, it oh, okay, okay, okay. No problem, no problem. I had a client who, and I don't want to name the name, but it basically, this is probably more funny than it is um, um, a successful event, but I prevented them from making a mistake. Oh, okay, okay. So this That's was, even better. This was a strong uh, local food product, and I'm going to talk about the details, but um, the person was a visitor from the mainland, uh, not not lo- lived here his whole life sort of situation and he wanted to rent a british naval costume and pretend that this was captain cook oh, oh no and, and he said i when the natives uh eat me they like eating me with this food product and i said oh, oh, i said oh i am not participating in this whatsoever. yeah 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 this is going to be the death of your brand and Potentially a death. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I guess I prevented him from, from doing that. You saved his life. Huh? You saved his life. Well, he didn't see it that way at the time. <laughs> but uh, that was at least one story, at least, where you know, sometimes there's the client has these crazy ideas. And you have to kind of stop them from yeah, sure. making a mistake. Yeah. So that's one thing I remember distinctly. But there are a lot of happy people that uh, we've helped build them over time. So. You know what I wanted to hear is the history of how High Sessions and you connected mm. when you were working for the, another station back in the day. Sure. I think we were able to um, help teach um, both John and Dave about how television works mm-hmm. and how to take their very well-produced music content that was on YouTube and create a TV show because not everybody, obviously. This is what I talked about earlier about not only having a television or just a digital sort of. Um, it has to be a combination of both, right? Mm-hmm. Which yeah. is the perfect example of what you guys do, both TV and and digital. Um, <clears throat> because of it was it was well produced, it was suitable for TV. There's a lot of other video that's shot. It's not of the quality that you'd see on a broadcast television station. Like this podcast, for instance. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, they might make an exception for they might make an exception for you three. So. <laughs> I doubt it. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I understand what you're saying. Yeah. Um, I really, and, and for me, my background in, just in terms of my love for local culture, music, dance, language, as a, particularly in the Hawaiian uh, way, I... I, uh, I I just really appreciate that about and and grateful that I grew up here and uh, yeah. in Hawaii, right? Yeah. And understanding and, and being able to then give light to these uh, this kind of content in Hawaii. Um, that's why I was so excited to bring High Sessions on to TV. And How did you find them though? Were you like flipping through YouTube one day, or did you hear about from somebody remember. else? I remember I... we had to go in and pitch. Hmm? Oh, you did to them. Yeah. Okay. I think it was the, they were just wanting to learn, sort of learn about it. it was basically the, the, Dave just called. Oh. Yeah. And we it wasn't up. Dave. It was uh, we had this friend that was, you know, he wanted to take a, a shot at going around and soliciting our show to to sponsors or something. Just try to make more of the show. And then one of the people he called was was K5. They said, oh, they want to they want to see you guys. We're like what? <laughs> so we put together a packet and we went in there. 
but yeah it's been it's good it's been good it's been fun jason's fun to work with. <laughs> <laughs> well i it, it's easy to it, it's fun when i get to work with a passion and also helping you guys so um, it was also good for the station in terms of the content fit mm-hmm. for that station yeah. at the time too. So yeah, well, speaking of content fit, mm. let's go into this. Kiku. Are we going to go into the Kiku thing? Okay. Yeah, Devin, oh. I know you want to talk about this. No, have- no, no. I was just. I mean, I think when Kiku went away, everybody was just really bummed. And then uh, I know when Byron Allen bought um, KTV, we all went, "Oh, well, that's an interesting fit." And then you came on board, and we went, "Whoa." That's even more interesting. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, Kiku was being bought, and then you're going to change the stuff back to, you know, resume the programming. And everybody went, oh, oh, what? But you kind of alluded to well, it. Why, in what why you were would saying. they have taken it off anyway? Is it, was it just not? So it, the business the, decision they made at that time, that who owned Kiku then, was to create this network of shopping channels across the country. So oh. not on their station mm-hmm. in Hawaii, Los Angeles, New York. They, they put this shopping channel on. I think they paid them more money. It didn't cost them anything to do that, right? Because right, you don't right, have to right. pay for the content or produce the content. And then was able to probably turn. It was a, more of a profit move overall. That makes um, sense. But when I saw that they were pulling it off, and I, I actually did do some work for Kiku back in the day. Um, when I had my own consulting company. Mm-hmm. So I was very familiar with how popular Kiku was. And more importantly, what I saw was, if you look at the ratings, you know, people talk about the Nielsen ratings or ratings in general, but these days it's not necessarily Nielsen. But the strength of Kiku's programming was it was as strong, if not stronger, than some of the network shows that were on mm-hmm. the four networks. Mm-hmm. So I'm going, huh. So if I combine the the the, the strength of the and the interest and the popularity of the Japanese program with the brands and um, telecast of KITV's news, and of course with Byron Allen's other programming and of course other local programming, I know this is going to be the strongest non-network station on mm. television going forward. Yeah. So, man, my parents are like they that's all they watch is Sokoga, like religiously mm-hmm. <laughs> all the time. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, it is, it is comforting, I think, at some point. Particularly these days when nobody's going to Japan because yeah, Japan is closed yeah. off. At least it gives you this opportunity to reflect on your trip when you did go last, I guess. Yeah. So. People said freaking out when they took it off the air for a little while oh, in yeah. the pandemic. They're like, where's my Japan? The, 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 the response, both when they first took it off, there was uh, people writing to Congress asking them to, wow. like, I mean, like, they're not understanding the mechanics of, and, and financials <laughs> of television or, or that they have that choice. I mean, people took it personally. Yeah. Yeah. And so the gratitude in return when we decided to bring it back um, was just huge. Um, and, and to be honest, Byron Allen did not know how popular Kiku was back in the day. Or, or, or what yeah, yeah, they yeah. lost. Yeah. But I suggest, hey, this station is going to change this, so they might be interested in selling it. So I thought, huh. So I you know, re- reached out to our corporate guys and says, hey, we should look at exploring and buying this station. So And it worked out. We were able to come up to a deal with the former owners of Kiku. And, That's um, amazing, man. Yeah. And so when does the Kikaida and the I told you. You saw that coming. I absolutely knew this was coming. Considering the lightsaber we just saw that you purchased. Hey, dark saber. Dark saber. Oh, dark saber. Whatever. Kikai is one of those things I think is nostalgic, particularly for those who grew up in the 70s, early 80s, right? Mm -hmm. 
it, it, it really is popular in that group. Aside from that, I tried to get my, my son interested in it back in the day. He watched it for a little bit, but it was a, I saw that I'm done. Yeah. So I think I, th- I think while as strong as that that the images in our head and our hearts from from television from when we were young, it's not necessarily commercially viable. Yeah. You know today it's yeah. sort of like why don't they do a Kikaida reboot? They mm-hmm. did. They did. They did they a did? movie. They yeah. did a movie. They actually movie. did two movies. Oh, never never work. Um, it was uh, it was more esoteric and so I mean it was even more esoteric than the actual TV show was, like a lot less ass kicking and a lot more sort of. Story driven stuff, yeah. and everybody went. What is what is this? Where's like so? Masaru was like sixty. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I was just say it was a very different. I mean, they did an animated series and they did a live thing. They did. A, they've done. Common writers actually uh, probably been more prolific than anything else. Like, in, J- in Japan, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah in, in Japan. Japan. But like Kikaida had this one little sliver of time, and then that was it. And so, yeah, I mean, I was just joking about it. Coming, but you back think on. about it. We, we grew up. Around the same time, Kikaida yeah. was our superhero and our yeah. thing to watch. And then the kids after us was probably like Power Rangers or something like mm-hmm. that. Sure. What What is the kids nowadays looking at as far as content for that kind of shows? I think particularly with the, that, the next generation, like our kids, um, the interests are all over the place. Yeah. And it was, as opposed mm-hmm. to when you grew up, right? We had uh, CBS, ABC, NBC, yeah. yep. and and. And Sunday Kiku. morning, uh, yeah. Saturday morning, and maybe cartoons. PBS. Yeah. That's yeah. it. Five yeah. channels, and yeah. now look how many channels you have. Thousands. Yeah. But the fragmentation, the fragmentation of the audience has been pretty severe. Yeah. Actually. But does KITV have some type of programming to reach that younger audience right now? Um, we again, we're a broadcaster, so our goal is to get as many people to watch it as possible. It's not a narrow casting. Uh, against a specific age group. So obviously, the strongest parts of television still is still news viewership because that cannot be duplicated on a streaming service. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. You're talking about showing the video of this tragic uh, murder that happened today or showing this um, video of a tragic accident or the the rail update of today's, you mm-hmm. know, nothing else can do that like television news, right? You can mm-hmm. hear about it, you can see it in a newspaper, but you cannot really get the whole quick emotional response and understanding of what happened today. Mm-hmm. I think and that's, that's, a, that's a strength at least television will hold on for some time. Well, that, that brings me to a, a question that I had in my, my brain earlier and kind of lost it, but now it's back. Okay. So <laughs> now that everything is so segmented, there's so many people looking online, is your newsroom or your studio or what, your building or whatever segmented and now you have a whole like separate division for... Uh, social media, like um, off TV line stuff, as well as because I would imagine you, you guys cut up some of your shows and post it and do things and with it. There's a whole other segment of workers that you must have. So for even that the now, reporters, right? in terms of what they do on a daily basis, before that, you know they they they, they research a story, they interview somebody, put the whole thing together, and they put it on TV, and that was kind of their job, right? Right. Now it involves all of that. Plus. Still, plus trying to make it more interesting as you kind of explain what's going on, then p- writing it into a, a style that is more suitable to the web, so writing a web story mm-hmm. than for a posting than the video of the story that we just did. So it's more because we have to serve our audiences and news audience on all the platforms, you know, right? right? Online. And of course, there are systems to push everything to digital uh, what's kinda, social media as well. I guess what's kind of cool now too with the reporters is if they see news happening right now, they have a camera in their pocket, correct? That can record stuff, you know, that would be 
content for the you know for the news and stuff like that later that evening right or even live right now mm-hmm. well it, like all of us here we all have a phone we drive home and we see something happening we can easily get it and mm-hmm. that's how it's sort of now the viral aspect of that for digital which is you see it with a lot of the social media channels and stuff is good because you get to know what happened and it's it, but nobody really tells you what happened who's doing the investigation mm-hmm. behind what led to this? Why did this person? It. And then you, so that that's a difference we think between what news that you get online versus news that you see on TV. Because we're gonna give you the answers um, as to the who, what, why, where, and when. Not just this happened. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. But I just feel like to keep to keep in touch with all these audiences now is such a big job. Mm. So. I, I so to answer your question yeah. about the staffing side of it, yeah. so then aside from the, the reporters doing that, we have a whole other digital team that will take that content and go deeper with yeah, it yeah, and, yeah. and okay. push it so out. And also, if it's, not, if it's not worthy of a story that we send a reporter to, they still can also generate organic stories that will only be served on digital. That makes sense. So. Yeah, that's hmm. crazy. Because I did think about this years ago that, you know, at first it's like you have your social media, like, you know, Devin has a social media account, but at a certain point, Devin's trying to work plus update his Instagram, Twitter, whatever, you know, TikTok. It freaking sucks, dude. Yeah. And then, you know, like, <laughs> and, you know, like with our company, with the locations, you have 300 agents all trying to do that. Some of them are good at it. Some of them are terrible. So now the company comes in, they're trying to support that. So now we have we have staff that's all they're doing is creating content and helping the agents package themselves because you know, you want them to put out a positive message too, right? You don't Right. Well um, we work with we work with you guys, right? The locations yeah. books and we um, you guys p- assemble the, the hot properties for this weekend mm-hmm. that are coming up. Yeah. And uh, we feature them I think in our our you know the highest rated news we have, which is on uh, yep. Good Morning Hawaii on That's Saturdays right. and Sundays. Sometimes we have people go in and get interviewed with yeah. you guys. Yeah, But we also push it to our social platforms as well. So same same content, same distribution. One is commercial and one is um, news, right? So yeah. we, and, we, and the difference, I think, also between a TV station is we don't blur the line. This mm. is news. This is commercial. Mm. Okay. Has the staffing increased in the past 20 years because of the accessibility of the internet and social media and stuff from typical newsroom I, I think what you instead of a growth or you know shrinkage what you basically saw was uh, people being re- recast yeah they're, they're, so technology changed the way how we even produce newscasts we can actually produce a newscast with less people on a daily basis um, and that skill set is combined with the technology makes it as as good if not better than what it was before um, but but I think there's new jobs now because yeah. you have well, these media and a lot managers. more reporters, I would think, right? It, it, it will grow. It will continue to grow as we as we also expand our newscast. So uh, even with Kiku, um, we have again, like we said, we have network level ratings driving into from the eight o'clock hour. We're going to have it launching into uh, KITV's news on Kiku at nine o'clock. Oh, okay. So we'll be able to, and that's an audience, a time period where more people tend to watch news now. Um, eight so we want to. Really? I'm sorry, nine o'clock. So nine the eight o'clock, o'clock eight o'clock Japanese dramas leading then into the nine o'clock news uh, on Kiku. So yeah, interesting. Um, oh damn, I had another idea, but <laughs> it's I, gone. My brain. Again. Ah, 
you're one you're one behind on I everything know. that's John, happening. You, you're like almost a decade younger than me. You I cannot do. have these moments for me. Jason, for yeah. me, uh, I was just curious. Like, what is it about the time that you spent in in advertising that sort of led you to do this GM side? Because you said the GM side is now uh, there's a program there's a programmatical component to it that needed to be added right mm. and forgive me but I, you know i will follow your whole career no that's so okay. most of most of the stuff that i saw you do was in sales like you were sure. you were a fire when it came to sales oh. right but as a gm you've got to build in this programming component because you can't just walk in and go i want to be the gm okay that program is on and that program's off and here we're going to take kq and you know what i mean so what is the so there's there's, there's no switch where you or class you take like says okay well how do I how do I make the business of creating content work on television yeah. right but I've been even though I've been in a sales role up to this up until I taken this job with KITV yeah. it's not not that I was not part of that business conversation when we put together high session same thing mm. so it's just that my my balance is more on the development of programming going forward more so than driving revenue but at the mm. end of the day no money no show right mm. right so you, right. if you don't have the sponsors or the support by the commercial community or the community business community and advertising something's going to change if it costs money huh? well i know for us because i mean you and i work in uh, the media but sure. you know in very different realms Capacity. just because ours is radio well, you're, right? you're, like, you're the content though. right exactly content. so for me it's interesting to sit across from somebody who i know for a long time and talk and hear them talk about the content and the and the sales part and all that stuff because from my perspective it's creating and then trying to figure out how to do the 20 different things that need to happen all at the same time it seems like in real time that you need to put on like they want us to do you know a show and then maybe record it and then load it on Facebook, mm. put it on Instagram, don't forget about Twitter, and like, okay, do all that, be happy, um, we're gonna pay you this much money to do it, and that's good, right? And mm. you go, wow, really? But uh, I'm coming from um, the radio background and, and from broadcast media as well, um, I understand that if we don't get people to buy the product, and nobody, you know, if nobody's like you said, if nobody's watching, if nobody's listening, why do we even have you here, right? So it's it's interesting to um, to try to balance that com compelling content versus saleable content. I mean, I know the two things should be together. I think should be you know like helping each other out, but I don't know that necessarily sometimes that works. I think people buy for different reasons. Sometimes they buy because they just want to be with the number one show. Right? Yeah, or, we get ah, that a lot. Oh, I did. Yeah, you, you just want to buy because I like Devin in the morning. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, we never get that one. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I get, my point only is buyers from the buyer side, you know, I try to direct them to make what's the most economic sense. At the end of the mm -hmm. day, if this show has so many ratings and this, this show lines up both from a psychographic appeal because they like Hawaiian music. You're selling Hawaiian music service. I don't know. But you got to line up your product. So sometimes money, the cost per unit is not in play, but sometimes it is. Mm -hmm. But you got to look at it from economic basis first. And of course, evaluate it to make sure it's making sense and there's a return on investment for you. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. 
I think gone are the days when a lot of advertisers just have this money. Oh, yeah, here, let me go just try this, and here's 10 grand. Yeah. They don't happen anymore. Yeah. It has to make sense. Hmm. Interesting. So, but, yeah, I think you you provide a lot of value, Devin, because you, you know how to kind of frame it to your clients, I mean, to, to the, your viewers or your listeners, rather, and that makes it for and a reason why probably your time spent is a lot higher, I would guess, than some hmm. of the other stations. Even though I try not to spend that much time, because like John, I'm fundamentally lazy. <laughs> that, that's the that's the one but, thing we share among the three of us yeah, is that yeah, we are yeah. all three fundamentally lazy people. Like we we're in a well maybe not well not Kyle too, but you know we, you know, we we all we're all we like to think that we're good at well, our jobs. I, I, well, how about instead of lazy, it's about being efficient. So you, yes, you, you there can, you go. You, you, yes. you, you get your work, work. get your word work done so you can play. That's the word. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Why why work yeah. more to play? less if you can do the opposite but i think nowadays because of like with the broadcasting thing with what john was saying and in, in terms of now it seems like in order to like working efficiently is difficult nowadays because there's so many different things that get added on and things you need to do y- even in order this to, podcast right? because like yeah what i do is when i'm ready everything's edited ready to upload i open all these windows in my browser because i go I got to go to SoundCloud. I got to go to YouTube. I got to go to Facebook. And then I'll get done and I'll be like, oh, I didn't do Twitter. Damn it. I got to open everything back up. You know, like oh, there's so man. many. So, yeah, I totally get what you. But you have to do that on a regular basis all the time. But right? isn't that a job in itself? I mean, isn't people or companies that can afford it hire people to do what yeah, you but, do? But that's the thing. Nowadays, it, it's hard. I mean, a, a group like KITV, I mean, even though it's broadcast TV, right? I mean, they st- it's not like you guys make tons and tons of money. Yeah, and so, you know, there's a, it's like you said, there's a, there's a certain amount of uh, making sure that you're maximizing the, um, you're maximizing the return on the, the people that are working there. Mm. So, right. So just it's like, on if we can, yeah, like it. we can, uh, we could bring people on to go mm. and do all this, all this stuff. Like we have somebody who does our social media too, right? Yeah. But they're also relying on us to do some of that heavy lifting. So Devin, go out to, you know, a little petroleum and go shoot the spot that needs to happen because you're gonna take that and then you're gonna feed that to our person who's gonna put it on the who's gonna put it on the uh, the internet for us. I felt really sorry for you this week because it was food of Google and you had to go eat. Yeah, it was tough, free. man. I was, <laughs> I was struggling through that one. Well, what was that food of Google? Furugogo is uh, basically restaurant week, but they're going to do it for two weeks. Uh, it, it helps out the Hawaii Agricultural Foundation. So it's, it's a really good project and a uh, program. And then uh, the restaurants participate. So the idea is that you bring local uh, local restaurants uh, who are using local ingredients. Sorry for the not, not sidebar. Ours. But um, uh, and th- this year it's going to run for two weeks. So you go to hawaiifoodagogo.org. Uh, uh, so you look there, and then it'll list down all the different restaurants. And all the ah. restaurants have a special that's specific to uh, Foodagogo. Excuse me. So they'll have like a special dish or something that's made with local ingredients and stuff like that. Um, and then you go, you get the special deal, and then you go and you eat. It's kind of, And it is. It's like restaurant week. It's just it happens for two weeks. And um, it's just a, it's a really nice thing. But it's like, it's like the the olympics of food for like a week and a half well, I was gonna say, like, when they launch it when they launch it they like grab all these bloggers and stuff and that, that's something jason I, I wondered about for you guys too is are you calling yourself an olympian though i'm just asking oh heck no 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 i just go and eat i just go and eat i'm talking about the restaurants the restaurants but okay. you know because we have to go and descend en masse to these 
to these restaurants. Well, all I know is I saw a there. bunch of pictures and it's like, oh, look at all these cute girls eating food. Yes, and, and that is the other thing. Is Devin. That, yeah, no, they, yeah, exactly. The influencers, the, the one I went to. Yeah, over how, how did you get invited to that? Because Toby, Tamaye. Oh, okay. Because you know, like... You was like just the, outside the window looking... No, no, you know, like, look like the only skibbe oh. older guy. <laughs> so he's like, okay, I'm going to invite Devin. Devin will come Devin more skibbe than me. I'm going to invite him. <laughs> exactly. But I walked in and I was like... You're all young, right? Well, well, and that's, Reed was there. Yeah, Reed was there too. But, I mean, the, hey, Deb, the thing that's... What? I just realized I forgot to turn on the light. That's okay. Not, not a big deal. We, no, look, we okay. look good in this dim Yeah, we look nice and tan. All right. But, um... Uh, I, I was wondering it? about that too, because as as it shifts well, to that, I don't know, dude. Someone hit record, right? Okay. <laughs> no, but as it as it shifts to this new style, at least for social media, of you know, you got these young influencers, and they just they come in, you know, they shoot all this content, and then they just throw it up on their own pages, as opposed to, you know, before you would have a reporter, or you'd have somebody who'd give you stuff. And say, well, here, can you put this on air? Or uh-huh, whatever. Yeah, yeah. I mean, how has that changed the model for you? Um, or has it even changed the model? No. Because, well, you know, the, the, the influencers are obviously... I, I tell my kids, the, <laughs> where are you going to get your information from? you got to understand what people's motivations are and where their credibility lies. Mm-hmm. What's the motivation of an influencer? Mm-hmm. Motivation of an influencer is to make money and to get people to click on their stuff and to like it and to whatever. Uh, make a comment. And that's how they get paid for the interaction, right? Television doesn't get paid like that. So our 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 bias, our, we don't have a bias to present anything other than that. To, but what is real? What is mm. the truth? And what is something that you need to know? We don't have a bias. There's no reward for us covering something or not. Mm. And that's how, or at least there shouldn't be, because otherwise it's legal. <laughs> um, I think I think I think the, an organization that does that mm. basically. Why would you, if, if I know somebody's doing that, why would I believe them anymore? Mm-hmm. I, mm. They would lose the, my cre- they would lose the credibility, I, I think, I in terms of watching. So, but so. I keep seeing it actually happening and it makes me scared. Because well, we, well, we got news out there that is so patently biased. They just have no, you know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? Like they just, they have their, they have their bias of where they're moving with their information. This is this is the part where that information, if shared, and, and I'm sure people still talk story, even though they don't blast it on Man. social media or media, they know whose hand is out, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I would say that I would say the 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 main news stations in Hawaii don't do that. Yeah, mm. yeah. the local, yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, local guys, okay. Well, let's talk about island life a little bit because this is interesting. It's a this whole whole new era of entertainment or media mm-hmm. is changing the way you guys are doing something. So this is a little different too, right? Sure. You're doing these smaller segments that fit. So explain, because uh, we were talking about this before we got we got live on, on the mics. But explain mm-hmm. what so the with that authenticity, we don't we cannot do a, a, a thing within our newscast that it, we talk about and monetize, right? And we we yeah. kind of sell the content. But we can create these stories that are clearly marked as advertising Mm -hmm. um, that portray a business and give them a longer format than a typical 30-second commercial to advertise their business. So these longer form, not not unlike the locations, uh, open houses for this weekend that appears on Goodwill Hawaii. This is a similar model because that's paid for as well. Um, 
this this allows them to have somebody take them on a tour of their business so that they can check it out before they actually go. But, but explain what Island Life is first. Um, it's it's a lifestyle platform that uh, based upon you know type of business that you are, you can explore becoming a, a sponsor maybe once a week, once a month, just one time. You want to be featured in this. And you can use this on your social media platforms and whatnot. Um, interviewed by a non-news personality from KITV, our host is Nikki Kehalani Holbrook, former Miss Hawaii, um, along with a very highly respected and talented production team, um, put together and craft a message that make you feel like you're there with them and you get to experience the brand, experience the products, that so that you can consider them as but part it, of what you but buy. But is this a TV show? It's not a TV show per se. So one of the things about the, the, the model of television shows is that, you know, you got to make an appointment to watch it or DVR it at this time. Right. In the concept where we're deploying out, it where these sor- shorter, not a, sh- a shorter than a TV show, but shorter two-minute like segments that's uh, distributed within the content you're already watching, whether it's our Good Morning Hawaii product uh, show or our 5 o'clock news show. Um, these, and then, of course, in Prime on Kiku. You get all of these... Uh, playouts of this two-minute spot on one day, so mm-hmm. you kind of own with another partner that day. It's kind of like a documentary commercial, right? Kind of. It's a long format yeah. commercial that uh, is more like show me, show me how to do this, show me what you do, show me what you're selling. But it's fun to watch. It's not so uh, selly, if that yeah. makes sense. But yeah. I think you get more bang for your book because you're telling the story of your brand. Correct. You know. And I'm not trying to fit it into 20 seconds. So that's the whatever. part about the credibility of the segment while still maintaining the credibility of our news. We have a separate you know, uh, host system that we're not using the news to, to mm. frame it like, yeah. oh, this is an authority. So it's a completely different staff, yeah. but talented still in this way, but framed correctly. Mm. That makes sense. Yeah, Got That's it. nice. Not everybody does that. No, <laughs> yeah, yeah. this lifestyle platform is not. We we didn't invent it. It, it existed already, mm-hmm. but this is our final investment into it, along with other things that oh. Byron Allen did to make KITV a competitor, a stronger competitor in Hawaii, which includes purchasing Kiku, and allowing us to program that station with programming that, you know, the local community is passionate about. Um, they just spent like two million dollars in news production equipment and news. Wow. Uh, new broadcast station equipment and that actually brought back the broadcast operation control from New York. Uh, so there's additional local jobs that we added back in Hawaii. This is part of how we asked for them to be set up and they backed us up in terms of what we wanted. We have more control and we get to be more reliable with the our signal and that kind of stuff. I give you credit because I know, uh, I mean, the, the thing with KITV that had been happening for a long time was um, there was, I mean, I had a lot of friends who worked there that just no longer worked there. They were just told, okay, Paul, we went sell the thing. And this is, I mean, this is years back. But it was it was always that sort of weird decline that was happening. And and I worried about the station because KTV is really, it is, a, it is a flagship and a, um, what is it? It's a heritage station. To, to a large degree, to a lot of people. So the idea that we would lose that um, that localness of it uh, was really sad for me because so many of my friends worked there. So when you started when you started there, when Byron bought it, or do I need to call him Mr. Allen? <laughs> anyway, but when, when he bought it, uh, I think there was also a fear on my part of, and this is my personal, was I was like, oh man, 
I don't know there's a Byron Allen guy and he's coming in from the mainland and it seems like every time we get bought out we're bought out by somebody from the mainland and then they go okay we're gonna send everything like you said we're gonna send everything to New York we're gonna I think that at one point they were doing um, like they were programming the news from someplace else and then you had to like stand there and there was a camera that was on a little that was computerized it was moving around and you're like what the hell uh, is this? I think right? any any business is out there going to have to do the best. No different than Kiku yeah. uh, running, a, getting rid of the Japanese program back then and putting on a shopping channel that was an economic necessity or need for that company to do. Yeah. No different than when KITV was purchased in 2015, they needed to make economic choices and, and that impacted a lot of good people. I, as you yeah. know, KITV is actually where I started my career in 1994. Yeah. Um, so this is my homecoming, if you will. And so seeing the station and the state that it was in when I came back was dis- disheartening. But yeah. I took, I was excited about the fact because I knew the existing KITV owners was going to sell. My hope was just that they're going to, then whoever was going to buy the station was going to make it local. Make it, mm, yeah. let us, allow us to serve our community with the news and information and entertainment that they like and love. Um, I don't know if you guys noticed, but Byron Allen actually is a res- resident of Hawaii <laughs> yeah. and spent half his time in oh, Maui. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. So, Byron Allen is the guy from Real People, right? Uh huh. Yep. Okay. Oh, bruh. Yeah, yeah showback, right? Showing off, <laughs> showing off all of these. That was a great show, man. I it was. It was an awesome show. He actually but does a, a lot of cameos in uh, one of our other shows, Funny You Should Ask. Mm-hmm. So he's like, the, you know, where they ask. Um, like, uh, Anyway, but it's a game show that airs on KITV at three o'clock. Yeah. So. Okay. But I mean, he always—I think his his persona was always as this very personable person who, you know, was very down to earth and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So I had no idea he was like this giant conglomerate guy who owned all this stuff. His, so when they said Byron Allen is buying KITV, no. I went, "What?" He actually already owned uh, about eight stations on the mainland already when wow. he bought KITV, and then he bought another more stations. I think it went up to 24. <laughs> so as far as broadcast operators, he's not huge, but yeah. he's not small either. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, he has other aspirations. Too. I, I think you heard that he is one of the suitors for the, uh, so the, football team the Broncos. Yeah. So oh, he, he wants to buy the Denver Broncos. I was like, Whoa. holy cow. I said, ooh, great. Uh, <laughs> private suite for this. <laughs> <laughs> Nah, but um, but yeah, he's yeah. So the the idea that someone of his of his size, as far as you know, buying stuff like that, that you were able to make a case to him to say, Byron, you know what? If I'm gonna come on board, I really need to be able to give this my stamp of you know localness. Um, Is that what kind of happened? Or I th- well, there, there there's I have bosses that are under Byron, so I don't necessarily I talk directly with him like once, but yeah, the rest yeah. of the time it's all through you know the corporate his corporate staff yeah, and whatnot, right. and you know they're operators and they understand local, um, unlike maybe other companies. So it was it wasn't that hard to actually direct them that this is the way to go. This is what Hawaii needs, as opposed to what is probably the cheapest and most efficient mm. way to go right yeah. but um having said that it's still business so we make decisions based upon have you been seeing some uptick i mean have it has been looking pretty good or in our, our race is it still too stuff? early to tell um kiku kiku i think well, it, it, it's more complicated in the how it gets 
started in terms of that ratings measurement yeah. part of it. So we expect to get some numbers. Um, based if it's only based upon the number of emails I get from the aunties and uncles from the st- <laughs> all throughout the state, I, I I would anticipate the numbers are as strong as it was awesome. when it when it for well, off. And the answer to Devin's question about Kikaira is no, not right now. It's okay unless he's going to remake it and he's going to be the new Jiro. <laughs> wow. wow, you gotta uh, you no. gotta fit into that suit, bro. Yeah, but no, I'm not, I'm not, I don't think so. I don't think that's going to happen. No, this is a fat Kikaira, but. He's an android. Fat so Kaida. Be like half of him be fat because he's human, and the other half with the machine is. <laughs> <laughs> I can right. design that costume. Side for machine. You, bro. Side machine will be riding yeah. like this. <laughs> That's funny. But um, uh. yeah, I mean that that bringing it back to the local side of things is really cool. I'm 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 glad you were uh, able to bring that element back to it because I I know you know watching the news. Sorry, but uh, I I'm not gonna give shade to my boy Dave, but you know. Seeing Dave Daniels on there, and then you see the you see the faces in the news. I'm like, they're all brown. This is awesome. <laughs> it's really, I mean, it's really cool because it, it means that 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 localness is is uh, is coming back to it and and giving it really that grounded. Uh, you, you get a more grounded feeling, I think, from the people that are on there. I like th- to think our staff is balanced in terms of you know representative, and yeah. we represent the diversity of the cultures that we all live here. Yeah. Right? So when you when you first started KATV, you said you know this is a homecoming for you. Mm-hmm. When you first started, what was your job there? Were you just doing ad sales too, or were you I was a brand new salesperson? Didn't have anybody to call on. I just sort of started making calls. And Do you remember your first sale? I did. Who was it? It was on Kiamoku. Um, it was an indoor tanning salon. Aha. Uh-huh. Oh. And he wanted to, him and his uh, girlfriend wanted to create an indoor tanning salon. I said, in Hawaii. He said, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, they spent like, I think that was my first sale on my first week. It was uh, $10,000 you wanted to spend. Well, like I said, wow. that doesn't happen anymore. Right? Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. Did it work? He was happy. I mean, there's people that get, they, they do go. That's yeah, a tough Because they don't want to be in the sun. Like, yeah, but sunbathing in Hawaii, yeah. it's kind of nuts. I think wow. it's, I think at this point it's more about what then was, it, it saves you time, right? Because you yeah. don't have to yeah. lay out for so long. Maybe, I don't know. Yeah. I, I never been. They never give you free sun tanning. Uh, thing. No, thank you. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm good. Well, so as your uh, as your children get older, because hmm. um, they're they're teens now, right? Or I mean, college already. Oh, uh, my daughter's is gonna be. Well, she's a finish up engineer year in college, and my son is a finishing up his junior year in high school. So, so what what is that like? Uh, you know, raising your kids in, um, I guess in Hawaii and giving them a sense for because you kind of talked about it earlier. You know, as far as trying to teach them to separate the the truth from the propaganda as far as news goes but uh do you hope that they come back home to or i mean you know your daughter do you hope that your daughter finishes college comes back home and works or you know is it sort of like well well at least i well ironically she's going to be a intern i was telling them earlier that my daughter's going to get an internship with espn this summer so she's going to be based in uh, connecticut uh for like 12 weeks or whatever she'll definitely be coming home then because you're freezing ass over there (laughs) <laughs> but I told her to go in person so she can network and get to know the people so that yeah. they, they want to keep her, right? Because yeah. I want to get my free Disneyland, Disney World. Yeah, that's all right. Yeah. Exactly. No. Well, you know, we but had um, one of the writers for The Simpsons on the podcast. And, oh, yeah? And his thing was all about, you know, just 
getting your face in there and meeting people and exactly. network. Yeah, I mean, that's what he said in that business. But I, I would say to your earlier question about the whether or not she comes home is going to depend on if this move to work remotely continues, right? Mm-hmm. So because they have gave her the option to do an internship remotely, oh. she could have come home and worked. But I, I think it's better for her at this point to just kind of you experience, know, experience yeah. it and mm-hmm. get to know the people and understand what a real work environment looks like, right? So, but I hopefully maybe at some point she'll come home. Yeah. But. Okay. Well, Jason, we're, we're at that point of the podcast where we ask all of our guests because it's a music based podcast. Okay. okay. We have one music question. Okay. <laughs> if you were stranded on a desert island for the rest of eternity, it could only take three albums with you to listen to. No greatest hits. For all of all time. <laughs> no no greatest hits. <laughs> what would those three albums be? Albums. Yeah. Oh, it can be CD or It could be yeah. artists if you just can't think of the album. Yeah. Okay. Oh, can't even be best of or, you know, compilations. That's supposed to be. That's cheating. But everybody, oh, yeah, everybody cheats. See, I don't know necessarily the name of the album, but okay. I would say... Um, the name of the album, but one of them would be Coldplay. Oh, I, okay. I'm All right. not Coldplay. Oh, that's the first Coldplay we've got. Um, yeah. I like Coldplay too. Hmm. It's funny because you know they did a song with uh, BTS. Yes. Coldplay. Oh yeah. And they come on, Our and universe. my daughter's like, "Who are these guys?" Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I, Coldplay is one of those groups I like every single one of their songs. Like I like oh, almost. Really? All, you know how huh. like you like a few songs of this yeah. guy and that yeah, guy yeah, is yeah. you really like, but. You can listen to the whole thing. Yeah. That's how I feel about Coldplay. That's how I feel about Eagles. Yep. Yeah. 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 Eagles. Yeah. Okay. Wait. He never finished yet. Oh yeah. We bought. We bought you sometime, but. Billy Joel would be another one. Okay. Mm-hmm. Earlier or. Hmm? Early Billy Joel. Like or? like like eighties Billy Joel. Oh, so mm-hmm. the Stranger. And Piano yeah. Man ish. Yeah. Fifty two. Ah, okay. Fifty second Street. Okay. It's okay. a good one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can't go wrong with Billy Joel. And then the classic C and K. Okay. Uh, okay. Green the Lua or the green Aloha shirt one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We got it right there. Mm-hmm. Still on? All right. Well, thanks, man. We're going to uh, take a short break. Devin has to go. Actually, no, I don't. Oh. So if you guys want to. Oh, okay. Well, we're, we're going to take a break, jump on the Patreon, and talk about the talk slap. Oh, uh, okay. Heard, right. heard around <laughs> the world. Right after this. <laughs> 